basket. Well, you tell me, look, look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been training very good. I think the intensity has been there, has been there. Uh, and today the mood was very good. We're happy with what we see. But obviously we need to be focused because tomorrow will be a very, very, very hard game. How do you balance that kind of ramping that intensity up without spending too much of it too soon and not have anything left for something? Well, this is part of the methodology that we have. You know, maybe in the first few days of the week, we push them a little bit more, more intensity, more demanding. Uh, in the last two days, probably uh, a little tactical concepts, and then we let them play, let them be happy, be free, and then they have a good mindset to face the Everybody was out there trading except for Hyman. Everyone is available for selection. Yes, yes We're very happy about it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been that. I think it's just good to see everybody healthy, everybody available, everybody wanting to play, which is good. And uh, yeah, we're very happy. And what is the key for y'all to, to survive in advance? What's the most important thing other than score rules? Probably play, play in the way we play, like being who we are. Cannot change a bit at this point of the season. We have to play up to the standard that we've been playing the last 10, 15 games. I think it's been very good, and uh, and if that is enough to get into the next stage, good. But at least we need to push ourselves to play in the same way that we've been doing. Gonzalo, you said that you don't want the team to particularly be just transition. You want them to play. You want them to keep the ball, control matches, dictate tempo. How do you foresee this game playing out tomorrow, away on the pitch with NYCFC, somewhat of a favorite? How do you balance those transition moments with actually controlling the game and continuing to Yeah, it's a very good question because actually, uh, obviously, we want to be also good in transition. Yeah. I mean, when we said, yeah, we don't probably like that style of just dropping back and then look for counters, uh, that doesn't mean that we can't be good in transition as well. Uh, we felt that. We, in the preparation for this game, we, 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 we think that there might be a, a lot of turnovers just because of the size of the pitch, the intensity of both teams. So we actually practice uh, a lot uh, being good in transition. And it's not just, you know, quick counters and getting behind, but sometimes just releasing the ball from the zone of pressure. Once you get it in certain areas, just move the ball fast to another area where there's more space. Uh, being fast in transition when you counterattack but also defending when you, they are taking your transition. So it's just it's just balancing that. But obviously, the main part is trying, again, to control the game, uh, trying to play uh, in the way we feel more comfortable. Uh, but obviously, in front of us, uh, uh, there is another team that likes probably the same style, and that's a challenge. That's always the, uh, the beauty of this game, is that uh, both teams have a game plan, and both teams try to perform at the highest level, and we will see what happens tomorrow. Has this extra time to prepare been an advantage for you, or do you feel like you know you would have liked to be playing already? Maybe less time to prepare means less concepts to, to, to try to embrace. What has it been like for you these two weeks to play to prepare for one game? Well, we we try to take it in, into our advantage because we were able to first of all recover a few guys that had some injuries. Then we were able to work in certain things that the team needed to work, just working ourselves last week, and then having time to uh, 
frame the game plan and to see what New York City is going to present against us and try to find the solutions. So we had time to prepare the, the game. They, they did the same, so probably no big advantage, but, but uh, we were able to recover a few guys and to work on certain things that we think are going to be important. Both Barco and Miles just told us that you know, the game plan is set. It's like they know what they're going to do tomorrow. It, the team does seem pretty focused on, on this game. Is that, is that something that you'd like to see, where collectively it seems like the idea is clear for tomorrow night? I hope so. It's good, it's good that, that you said that, because that means that they, they, they understand. Obviously, my assistants, uh, they all do a great job at putting film together, at showing the whole team, showing little groups, showing individual clips about the opposition, and letting them know uh, what, are, what is the game plan. But we think the game plan, sometimes there are little nuances that, you know, you take Miles and Brooks and oh, the winger might be pressing this way, so we might find this solution, or the center knee has this tendency, so Santi, Rosero, so the, the coaches do a lot of, of those little details which uh, can be very important tomorrow. And I think, yes, the team is focused, the team is motivated, and the team is ready to go. At the end of the day, uh, both teams, I think, we are good sides, and again, it's going to be a very good game tomorrow. We, you know, I'm excited about it, and hopefully we can get the best part of it. You came from a team that was in the playoffs and also won it all, so how helpful has that been for you, just in coaching these guys? How have you taken that into training? Well, yeah, obviously, having the experience of being in Seattle Sanders, a winner franchise for the last few years, helps just the experience being there seeing firsthand how brand managed certain things, certain moments of the season, this particular moment of before the first game, nervousism sometimes for everyone in the club. But I think that after just just getting the, the, the spot in playoffs and after the first part of the season where the players overcame adversity, we we, we feel good. We feel okay with what we've accomplished already. And the team is motivated because we know that uh, the next game is one game that that can present a very good opportunity for us to do even better things this year. And I think the team is just motivated. So sometimes when you see that enthusiasm from the players, that mentality, that uh, you know proactive uh, relationship among themselves, sometimes you don't touch too much. Sometimes you as a coach you don't speak too much. Maybe a little message here and there, certain players, but. Uh, I think I, I like what I see in terms of mentality of the training session, so it's been so good. When you're playing on a small field like Yankee Stadium compared to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is there a difference in the level of importance in players being positionally aware, keeping the shape within the formation? Yes, for sure. Uh, obviously, there's going to be less space, right. uh, and that's why we paint the field just exactly as we think uh, Yankee Stadium is going to be. Uh, we train a lot of small-sided games, being under pressure, uh, trying to be good on the ball, under pressure, technical ability under pressure. And and we know that, but tactically, I think the players understand the spaces that we want to exploit. Hopefully tomorrow it presents the same way that we've been training because they, they did very well the last two sessions. And I hope uh, it can go on our side. What would it mean for you to get your first win as an MLS head coach on Sunday? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's nothing. Honestly, I don't, I don't look to win because of me. For me, it's the players. 
the amount of respect that I have for the players overcoming what they faced the first part of the season were not many good comments about them, about the organization in general, uh, the front office, the people in the offices, like the way the players put everything together to come back, whether it was with Rob Valentino at the beginning, whether it was with me, is irrelevant. It was the players putting the effort, coming, putting everything they have together as a team to win games and, and, and get into playoffs. That's what makes me more proud about them. So, any next stage that we advance is going to be for them, for the players. It's all credit to them, and I will be extremely proud if they win tomorrow because what they've been doing is, is great, and I'm, I can be more happy about the players that I have right now. Has there been extra focus perhaps on Tati? Again, like he can, the way he plays, how he can draw out a center back. Uh, he's a Golden Boot winner. He's in top form. Has there been a focus on him perhaps? I mean, as any other team that we play in this league, I think the good side of MLS, or one of the many good, good parts of MLS, is everything has a DP, has two DPs, has three DPs, and most of the DPs are up to that level as Castellanos. So every time we face a team with that type of quality players, obviously we message the midfielders, the defenders, how to face that type of players, and how we can neutralize a little bit of controlling the damage that they can cause us. Uh, at the same time, Castellanos is very good, but it's also the passes that he received from the midfielders around him are very important for him. So sometimes, yes, he's controlling Castellanos' movement, reading his movements, reading his runs to the far post, his mobility behind the line, how he can drop and play the balls behind, but obviously he's controlling also the, the, the passes around him. So Maxi Morales and all the center meets, whoever plays, because they have a few uh, injuries there. Uh, the wingers that they, they play, uh, we have to control them as well and make sure that Castellanos doesn't have many opportunities in front of Brad. But the best way to do that, in our opinion, is having the ball. So the more we have the ball, the less they will have and the less chances we will permit them to have in our goal. So that's kind of the game plan, is controlling the ball, trying to have more possession, and therefore we can control their attack. Profe, una pregunta. Tiene un mensaje para la afición. Hay muchos que van a viajar a Nueva York, pero también hay muchos en casa que van a ir a restaurantes, a bares o en sus casas que van a apoyar al equipo. Pues un agradecimiento total a la afición. Si algo de algo estamos orgullosos es, es de la afición que tenemos. Eh, y, y creo que han tenido un año difícil también ellos, así como hablaba del sufrimiento de los jugadores. Eh, creo que también la afición sufre con nosotros, pero también goza. Y espero que el día de mañana eh, los que nos acompañen en el estadio, los que nos vean desde sus casas, desde los bares, como dices, que el día de mañana sea un momento de felicidad para ellos y que el equipo se pueda brindar para que ellos tengan ese, ese momento de felicidad y de éxtasis que tenemos todos los fans de un equipo cuando, cuando nuestro equipo gana. Tengo una pregunta sobre la selección mexicana. ¿Cuál es su análisis del momento actual de la selección? y su opinión sobre el hecho de quizás respetar procesos para los técnicos. ¿Qué opinas de, de eso? ¿Qué es lo que se está hablando mucho en México? Pues creo que de repente se hace mucho drama. Eh, creo que todos los equipos en el mundo, selecciones, clubes, tienen altas y bajas. Tienen momentos altos de rendimiento y momentos quizás no tan altos. Y creo que a lo largo del proceso de Tata Martino han sido muchos más los altos que los bajos los medianos, porque ni siquiera te puedo decir de que este es un momento bajo, porque son dos resultados malos, antes del partido de Estados Unidos, Tata no había perdido un solo partido en la eliminatoria y, 
y creo que de repente en México el, el medio en general eh, hace mucho drama con estas situaciones porque las expectativas creo que para la selección mexicana son superiores a la realidad y no hay respeto por las selecciones del área. Entonces cuando no hay respeto por las selecciones del área, cualquier derrota contra un equipo de Canadá, por ejemplo, eh, se exagera y se magnifica, pero no se dan cuenta que tienen jugadores que, que en un punto de vista, eh, algunos están en Europa y tienen por ahí uno de los mejores laterales del mundo, ¿no? en el Bayern Múnich, y tienen otro, jugador, eh, otro delantero jugando en el Lille, y tienen otro jugador como Buchanan que para mí está muy cerca de ir a Europa, y creo que falta un poco de respeto con los demás equipos del área, lo mismo te puedo decir de Estados Unidos, que es una selección que ya pertenece a su 11 podría ser completamente europeo, y no damos ese respeto y crédito a los equipos que han mejorado, con todo y eso sigo creyendo que México es el mejor equipo del área, y que tenemos al mejor entrenador del área también, dirigiendo a la selección, y creo que son momentos que tiene que pasar la selección, el Tata lo dijo el otro día, lleva muchos años de experiencia dirigiendo la selección, y también yo en ese sentido estoy tranquilo, que sé que el Tata no tomará decisiones precipitadas, o de convergencia, o por nerviosismo, porque creo que es un técnico muy maduro, y ojalá que se pueda continuar con el proceso, que creo que es muy bueno, y que creo que eh, cuando el Tata agarre el equipo otra vez en un momento alto, y por retirar un gran nivel, Thanks, everyone.